How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. Today, we're discussing the last top remaining free agent left fielder in Jerickson Profar. Is he a good option for the Yankees? Now, Jim Bowden of The Athletic believes that the Yankees are eyeing him as a potential target. Now, he is a switch hitter, so he's capable of utilizing that short right porch in Yankee Stadium and taking advantage of it. Decent athlete, um, a guy that probably is the best option if the Yankees are going to go in the free agent route unless, unless uh, they want to go with more of a bigger trade like Brian Reynolds, or if they want to go get Max Kepler or even Austin Meadows, who we discussed last week. Um, so there are a couple options for this team. Of course, they could just stick to their guns and go with Oswaldo Cabrera and Aaron Hicks, preferably Oswaldo Cabrera. But I will say Profar is an interesting player I think is worthwhile to discuss today, Ryan. Before we do, how do you say, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, I look at a guy like Jerickson Profar, you know, um, I know that he's not a very exciting option. I get it, you know. Uh, especially considering there are guys in the market like Nimmo. You know, there's a familiar face in Andrew Benintendi. Uh, but the way I look at Jerks and Profar is, you know, there is a little bit of kind of some power. I mean, with any hitter that's left-handed coming from a ballpark like San Diego, where uh, right field isn't very favorable for home runs for left-handed hitters, uh, you know, you, you think of a pow- any sort of pow- pow- power positive regression. Wow, I really struggle with that phrase. Um you know, the dude had a 184, 148 isolated power last year. Isolated power is just, it's as simple as you take your slugging percentage, you subtract batting average from it, and that's the number you get. Um, you know, league average last year was around 170, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and a really good mark is to be pushing a 200 or above. Those are where guys like, you know, Rizzo, Judge, Dayton are consistently at. Um, and Profar is someone who isn't going to be pushing that 200 isolated power. He's never had a 200 isolated power uh, over the last four seasons. The last year he had that was 2018 in Texas. But back then, Texas was a band box. He was a little different type of hitter, didn't walk as much. Um, you know, I, I look at him as someone who can hit 20 home runs in a given season. You know, uh, last year he hit 15 in 152 games. But in Yankee Stadium, he would have had uh, 20. You know, and I think that's that's something that you look at and you look, go, okay, you know, maybe we have a 20 home run hitter. Uh, someone who pushes a league average isolated power has league average power. And with these great on-base skills, you know, he's a guy who walks a ton, doesn't strike out a lot. Um, your only real concern here is the batting average, uh, which could affect the OBP. You know, you hit 243 last year, you hit 227 in 2021. That'll tank your on-base percentage, even if you walk a lot. Um, you know, his OBP has been 329 and 331 in those years. Uh, am I concerned to an extent that I think that he can't, you know, push a 340 or 345 on-base percentage? No, um, but I do want to see him push a little bit of a higher batting average on balls in play. And that could come without the sh- with the shift being limited next year. He does get shifted quite a bit as a left-handed hitter uh, when he's on that side of the plate. So perhaps you see, you know, that bat pit push more of a 275, 280 uh, instead of, you know, the 260s you see year in and year out. Um, you know, that could be something that pushes his batting average up a little bit, 230, 240. You could see the OBP climb. Um, quite frankly, Profar is someone that you're not going to expect a huge ceiling out of. You know, he was a former top prospect, but it's been a very long time since that point. Uh, the raw power isn't elite. Uh, it's league average. His max exit velocity was very league average. He doesn't barrel the ball very much, and I don't anticipate that changing. Um, you know, you're looking at him to, if in a good season, give you a 110 to 115 WRC plus and, and man left field for you. He does have some versatility if you want to go that route. Uh, he has played some infield in the past, so the Padres kind of limited him to left field uh, last season. Personally, I look at Profar's, you know, if the price is right, I could, I wouldn't be upset at it. You know, we've been talking about how there aren't many leadoff options on the free agent market. He's probably the exception to that. You could probably lead off Profar for a couple games if need be. If LeMahieu's, you know, battling something, you give LeMahieu a day off. And, you know, I guess that's valuable as well. Um, you know, personally, I don't really view him as this, you know, groundbreaking left fielder, but he does stabilize the position. Um, you know, I, I do like Cabrera. I don't think the gap between Profar and Cabrera is massive, but I don't think. I'm signing a left fielder because I don't like Cabrera in left field, but because I prefer Cabrera in a utility role. Um, And and that's quite frankly, the only reason why I want a left fielder. You know, if 
Cabrera was only an outfielder, I would be perfectly fine with him in left field, but I want him to be able to play a, a, a myriad of positions. And Profar gives that the Yankees that option. Again, it comes down to the price point. If it's, you know, $10 million for two years, uh, you know, $10 million AAV, of course, you know, why say no? You know, it's better than nothing. So the thing with Profar is he did um, decline his player option. <clears throat> so we had a player option for $8.33 million for the 2023 season. He would like to become a free agent. So clearly he's looking for a little bit more security, more years, a little bit more money probably. $10 million, maybe three-year, $30 million deal uh, would make sense, kind of replacing Hicks. Uh, but again, like you, you brought up a good point. I, is it worthwhile to displace Oswaldo Cabrera and not give him the opportunity uh, in exchange for Profar, who's 29 years old, um, you know, like you said, he, he's a decent player, but he's not going to be slugging at an astronomical pace. He had a 110 WRC plus. He was a 2.5 war player last year. Um, like you said, the batting average isn't exactly where you want it to be. He doesn't get on base at that high of a clip, 33% last year. But he has put together two consecutive seasons with double-digit walk rates at about 11 to 12%. His strikeout rate is low, below 16% every single year since 2018. So he does have some good patience. As you did say, he would have hit 20 homers with the Yankees last year. And I think... Um, that's probably more than Cabrera or Hicks will hit next year, if we're being honest. The question is, is is Cabrera going to be the better defender? Probably. Is he going to be a better offensive player? I think that it's probably a wash. If you're, it might be even. And with that, in that case, I'd rather him. I'd rather rather Cabrera be slightly worse, if not the same, if not better. If he really just gonna comes into his own here, um, at obviously half the price, not even half, probably a tenth of the price point. So, you know, Ryan, when you're looking at this right now, if you're Brian Cashman, are you going to say, and, and, and by the way, Cabrera also uh, a switch hitter. So, you know, you, you have that same value there. Um, I say that Profar is definitely better than Hicks, but I don't know if giving him the reps over Cabrera is a is the best long-term strategy. You know, what, what are your thoughts on that in terms of, do you think that Profar is going to be better than Cabrera? And do you think it's worthwhile to spend that much money on a guy who might be slightly better than Cabrera? Yeah, that's definitely a really good point and a really good question. You know, honestly, I I'm feeling very I feel very indifferent about Profar. It's one of those situations where, you know, I'm not really pro Profar. I mean, I'm not really like for him. I'm not like, let's go get Profar, but I'm also not against it. You know what I mean? I'm not like if the Yankees sign Profar, we're like, damn, the Yankees sign Profar, I hate this. You know what I mean? Obviously, the money could make me not like it, but uh very much, I mean, you're right. I don't think the gap between Profar and Cabrera is very massive. Even if you look at projected WRC plus, and I know Profar is probably gonna go up once he finally signs with a team because you have to adjust for park factor. Um, and that'll boost your weighted runs created plus for projections because you you're going to get a home run boost. You're going to get boosts in different statistical categories. Uh, but, I mean, that gap is probably going to be like two or three WRC plus points uh, in Profar's favor. And as mentioned, I think Cabrera might be the better defender out there. Profar had negative six outs above average. Defensive runs saved likes Profar a little bit more, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they had, had, him, at, they had him at plus two. Uh, but, it's. I mean, his arm is good. His arm is good. His arm is really, really good. And that's something that OAA, outs above average, doesn't really calculate. Um, but if you look at just defense, you know, if you look at just like total defense, right? Like, is he really going to be that much better than Cabrera defensively out there? If better at all, I don't think so. Cabrera is also a guy where you look at, you know, this guy's a really good arm and you might not be so sure about the range in left field, but the arm is good. Um, you know, I don't think the gap between them is massive. I really don't. They're both switch hitting out uh, left fielders. Uh, but I do think Cabrera has a little more upside. It's a little bit younger. You know, maybe he taps into his raw power a little bit puts up a 110, 115 WRC plus and plays a myriad of different positions. But that's kind of the thing here. I want Cabrera to be able to play the infield if something happens, you know, next man up, right? The Yankees, 
the Yankees, not that they don't have infield depth and not that they don't have infield prospects that can come up and fill the gap, but you know, if LeMahieu goes down two weeks into April, you're not calling up Volpe, right? If Glaber has a 15 day IL stint, you're not calling up Volpe to play for 15 days and then go right back down. If Donaldson has a 10 day, a 15 day IL stint in May, you're not calling up Volpe to just fill the gap. You'll just start Cabrera for a couple of games there and call up some random guy from AAA. You know, we've talked about Rafael Ortega. You know, I, I think he can make the team on a bench roll. Um, but if he doesn't make the team in the bench, you're probably calling up a guy like Ortega before you're calling up Volpe for a 10 game stint, 15 game stint where they're going to play here and there. They're not even going to start most likely. Um, that's where I like Cabrera. That's why I need Cabrera, you know, to be able to play that position. I mean, I could even argue the gap between Ortega's bat and Profar's bat might not be that massive. Um, and you know, I'm not saying that to put down Profar. I'm more so saying it because I kind of like the Ortega signing. Um, but quite frankly, I don't think Profar pushes the Yankees anywhere. I don't think he hurts them. I don't think he makes them worse. I think he gives them a little more versatility, a little more flexibility. Uh, but quite frankly, as you mentioned, you know, he could be at looking for more money. He, he declined an eight-year player option. Clearly, he valued himself at over eight, uh, $8 million. You know, what, what does the market value him at? And is he going to wait it out a little bit? Um, I still think the Yankees go the trade route. I don't think the Yankees want to spend $10, $12, 13000000 million on the left fielder unless they're sure of it. Um, they didn't want to go five years to Benintendi. I understand why they wouldn't they didn't want to you know go two years with Conforto at that price tag I understand why they wouldn't you know a trade kind of seems like you know we've been we haven't really talked about Kepler a lot lately but Kepler gives them an easy out if he isn't very good because you can just decline his club option and he's such a good defender that you can make him a fourth outfielder uh if he isn't good enough to hit after you acquire a left fielder and you can put Cabrera in that role in left field uh for a little bit if Kepler's really struggling that bad um, so Profar doesn't really give you that because you're not giving him a one-year deal with a club option. That's not what he's looking for, right? He's probably going to want more unless the Yankees figure out a way to get him that deal. Then, you know, it's, it can't hurt you. Uh, but you know, I get, I think the Yankees are trying to look for something that if they're going to commit long-term, it'll be a Brian Reynolds, right? Someone that, you know, you could put in left field and you're very confident that player is going to play very well. Uh, but if you're not going to commit, if you're not going to, if you're going to have a player that you can't commit to long-term, cause you're not sure how they're going to be in two years, um, or even next year, quite frankly, uh, the one-year route with a Kepler seems more logical or a one-year deal with anyone uh, or just sticking with Cabrera pro far for a long-term contract or even a three or four-year contract doesn't really make much sense for what this team's trying to do. Yeah, I think that's, I think you're kind of on point with that. I'd rather just go with Cabrera. I think most people will agree with that, but I think it was worthwhile to discuss because he is the best option in the free agent market right now, but I don't think that they're going to go that route. Otherwise, you know, he, he's so low down the totem pole in terms of what was available I don't think that the Yankees are going to settle for Profar. I think they'd rather just go with their youth player and develop him and give him experience. And hopefully he becomes far better than him. And ultimately, you know, is a long-term solution at multiple positions, if not a long-term solution in left field, where you still have Aaron Judge locked in for nine more years, obviously. And you have Harrison Bader, who maybe they extend. Um, so we'll see what happens here, guys. I'd love to hear perspectives below on Jerks and Profar. I think we can come to the conclusion that we prefer Oswald to Cabrera. I imagine most of you will be saying that in the comments. Uh, but always happy to hear your perspectives. As always, make sure to have a fantastic rest of your day. Like and subscribe, as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.